Welcome to Conversations. My name is Amy Adams. I'm your host and the broadcaster of this podcast. In today's interview, I speak with Deja Osborne, also known as Deja Druid. In today's episode, we speak about falling in love with yourself, Deja's journey, the importance of self-care, the importance of self-love, and making a mindset shift. But then I decided why not somehow try and merge self-care with with my son so that we both kind of get a break. So I started with just, you know, doing things where we would go to the park and I would read and I would find, I would all of a sudden, this thing that I kept saying, I don't have time for myself or it's too difficult. All of a sudden, once I set the intention to do that, I made it happen. Before we get started, I have one quick announcement. Recently, a Patreon page was created to support the Conscious Life Space Conversations podcast, as well as Conscious Life Space. The name of it is a spiritual maintenance club. So I will post the web address in the show notes, but also it is, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it right here. Patreon.com slash spiritual underscore maintenance underscore club. And there are a variety of levels where you can contribute if you are interested in supporting this work. It's up to you on what you'd like to receive based on the contribution, or you can simply make a donation. Thank you for your support. Now let's jump into the interview. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conversations Podcast. And today I have Deja Druitt here with me. And she is an artist and graphic designer. She's also a mom and she has created beautiful cards to help promote self-care and self-love, really. I'd like to introduce her and welcome Deja. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into art first? Yeah, I've been drawing since I was a kid. So my whole life, I was always into art. Um, It was always my major. So I majored in art in high school and then I went to art college. It was just like a no brainer to me. Uh And while I was in college, I actually got into, I got my first freelance job in the fashion industry completely by accident. And that took, kind of took over my, my life a little bit. I focused more on work, less on college. And I even got in trouble in school for being late on homework. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm busy making money here. And they were like, <laughs> you need to focus on your degree because this job is not going to take you anywhere. Little did they know, that's what my, my whole career ended up being. Uh-huh. So actually, the college degree, in a way, did not really serve me much because I went straight to the fashion industry as soon as I graduated. And I've been doing that for like 15 years. Wow. So uh, do you think though being in college was what got you the job though? Like did you meet the person through that or was it outside of that even? Unfortunately, I don't think I got too much out of college. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got the job through my mom who was already working in the fashion industry (laughs) and they needed 
they needed someone to sketch stuff and my mom's like well my daughter's an artist why don't we give her a shot and they just immediately were like oh my gosh she's hired uh-huh. that's great yeah that's really yeah great so when you um i'm actually kind of curious about this because maybe some of the listeners if they ever i mean one of the things too with art this is kind of a big problem i think personally in society in general it's like one of the programs that gets cut for children first in the schools when there's budget cuts. And I mean, we even consume art in a very different way now than we used to. There are tons of opportunities for artists to make money now, but it's just, it's, it's just changing all the time. It's really, especially I mean, the last 20, 30 years because of the internet and the way that we just operate in general, we don't really um, see the physical pieces of art necessarily all the time. And so uh, I think a lot of people are discouraged from pursuing art as a career. How, what was it in school that made you into art? Like, did you start drawing before? I mean, obviously every kid starts to draw before they Mm -hmm. go to school because they're, you know, parents give them a crayon or something. But um, did you find, like, were you doodling in your notebooks or like, just what was the thing that kind of did it for you that made you like in high school to really start to begin the focus more so I remember even when I was nine years old I was always drawing like Bugs Bunny and all kinds of cartoon characters on my notebooks Mm -hmm. and I remember kids always noticing but I was so shy and they would say did you draw that and I would go no because I just didn't want the I didn't want the wow like I just I don't know why I was just really scared of weird attention (laughs) <laughs> and then I would I would draw my name on binders. We had like these denim binders back oh, then. Yes. <laughs> and do you remember bubble letter? Bubble lettering was really popular <laughs> yeah. back then. So I used to draw my name on the binders and people go, wow, it's so cool. And so I started doing that for some friends at school. And then I remember my art teacher in junior high school. This was, she just for some reason recognized that I was, I was a really good, like nerdy type of kid. You know, I was not a troublemaker. And she could tell I loved art. And I remember she really, she would pull me out of class to do special seasonal projects. Like we would Uh do decorations for our school and I would always get pulled out. And I remember loving that because one, well, I got to be pulled out of school, but (laughs) um, it made me feel really special. And I always got really good grades in art. And then when I, when it was time to go to high school, that was going to be like my major. I wanted, I don't know what caused me to do it. I just loved drawing so much. Uh That's all I did on my spare time after school. And I applied for like the art major at a high school and they made us take an art test and I got in. And so that was kind of like my major in high school. Uh So was the high school like a performing arts kind of like? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was mostly like musicians and artists. Like we didn't Uh have a football team or any of that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I learned about all that stuff after high school and I watched TV. I was like, oh, high schools have those things and (laughs) jocks and we didn't have anything like that. Wow, that's really interesting to know about that. So was it, so it was a city school or were you in the suburbs somewhere or, or like even? No, I think it was like a city school. Uh huh. Yeah, and it was very oh. close to my house. I could walk there. That's great. Yeah, that's really great. See, that I think is I think actually cities probably afford opportunities to young people too that maybe like some other areas don't. They don't have maybe a specialty school like that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you started to do the fashion work, then you had a baby. When you had a baby, um, I 
many moms say that they have no sleep and they kind of struggle and they don't take care of themselves as much because they feel like life is crazy and it's hard and we all have our levels of uh, tolerance, I guess, mm-hmm. for, you know, or, or our needs are for sleep might even be different from person to person. I know that you created a beautiful deck of cards. And actually, do you have your cards near you? Can we, can we just have a look? I do have them. I try to pull a card every day. So I have them in front of me. So um, this is a deck of cards. So the ba- that there's uh, one design is on all of the backs of them and mm-hmm. like a regular card deck. And then on the front of them is, uh, let's see one. Well, here's so, one. Oh, crystals and a mask. Is that, so what is it? I can't see the word. What does it say? This one is cleanse. Ah, cleanse. Okay. So I love that. I love that it's like for your face and like the crystals, like you can use crystals for cleansing for your mm-hmm. aura, for whatever, your house, your mm-hmm. home, like environment. So that's really cool. I love the double um, yeah. kind of thing. Each card has a different uh, focus of what the to take care of yourself. So mm-hmm. before we get into like even more, because they're so cool, what was the thing that what made you think about making that card deck? Well, so I became a, a single mom unexpectedly. Um, I didn't have anyone around me to help me as a mom. My mom lives in New York. I'm in California. Yeah, I didn't have like, I didn't really have anyone I can trust locally with my son. So I felt like I was doing everything on my own. I literally 24 seven. I mean, you know how they say, right, enjoy your last day of sleep or whatever they say. As soon as your baby's born, you lose sleep. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but I found myself very quickly really exhausted because my, my baby was always there and I could never leave him alone. And I very quickly, it was such a shock to me that I couldn't shower anymore or take baths without hearing him cry in the other room. And there were times, many times that I would cry and I would say, you know, why bother? Why bother showering? Why bother taking a bath? So I would just skip them for days because I didn't know what else to do. And it took me about two years of when I realized that I was really miserable and that it's been years since I went to the doctor for checkup. And, you know, I couldn't get a haircut. I couldn't really do a lot of things where you couldn't hold your baby in your hands the whole time, you know? Uh And so I realized that I was completely neglecting myself and I was extremely unhappy and I would cry all the time and all my friends had support systems they had their moms and their dads and the and siblings and they would kind of pass the baby around for date nights and I couldn't do any of that I was just 24 7 mom and I remember one day I was like I think I've had it I've had it with the depression and feeling so miserable and why me why me that's kind of what I was doing all the time And I remember just one day it kind of hit me that it was time that I stop complaining and stop, you know, crying about it and really do something about it. So I said, you know what, I need to start scheduling time every day, 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever I could afford to really focus on relaxing and just rejuvenating in some way. And the thing was, I kept thinking that my son was like an inconvenience in a way. So I just focused on him all the time. But then I decided why not? somehow try and merge self-care with with my son so that we both kind of get a break so I started with just you know doing things where 
we would go to the park and I would read and I would find, I would all of a sudden, this thing that I kept saying, I don't have time for myself or it's too difficult. All of a sudden, once I set the intention to do that, I made it happen. Uh-huh. And so I immediately wanted to create a self-care deck because I was already using decks at that point. I was using Oracle decks and tarot decks. And as an artist, I kind of wanted to make a deck, but I didn't know what to make. So when I had this whole realization, I thought, well, this would be great for other moms or busy business women or whoever, just women who are constantly not taking care of themselves because they're so busy doing other things. I thought, you know, I have to do this. So that's when I created it. That's really great. So, yeah. And I mean, yes, because your experience as a mom, but then also there's many people who they have elderly parents that they're caring for because they might've even been a mom already and their kids are all grown up and out of the house. And now years later, it's like, again, a different kind of caregiving, but this, Mm -hmm. I mean, as women in general, like stereotype it, we're, but we're caregivers. (laughs) Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. It's not even conscious. I I don't think so. You know, I think it's just so ingrained in our being. I mean, I can relate because I actually, I don't have children, but I do, I did have a period of time where I was caregiving and I had um, been writing in a journal and realized that I was not making any progress two years later when I found an old one and I was reading it and it was exactly the same feelings that I had two years earlier. (laughs) And I was like, oops, okay, I better do something to change this. It was like, kind of like, okay. And it's like taking your power back is so cool. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It can be really hard because it's easy to feel like, what about me too? Like nobody's taking care of me. I'm just taking yeah. care of somebody else. And, yeah. you know, I, I have needs too, mm-hmm. you know, and it sounds, and I think one of the problems is, is that we think it's selfish to, um, then when we say something, like, you don't want to say it out loud because it sounds like, oh, I'm so needy and, you know, egotistical. Like, what about me? I need, I need, I need care too. Well, mm-hmm. so it all starts with us, which is, um, really something that I don't think, I don't know, like, I think sometimes when you're younger, you kind of are rushing through life. You're kind of going with the flow a little bit more. And it's not until you kind of burn out that you realize, okay, wait a minute, <laughs> something's got to change. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And burnout, unfortunately, is very common. Um, I think there's so many expectations, and um, I think not having a support system. I admire you for having a child on your own. I mean, I know it's hard, but like it is rough not having support systems. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, when I was caregiving for uh, someone, I was lucky because I had uh, my mom lived nearby. And uh, she was able to help me in little ways that just were amazing. Like just, you know, she'd say, oh, just drop your laundry off and she'd do it for me because Mm. I was so busy. And, you know, she would just pick somebody up or do, you know, run an errand or do something. And those tiny little things are so important to like to have the five minutes like you had Mm -hmm. to but I love the idea that you integrated it you decided okay I'm going to change and then you found ways to integrate it with Mm -hmm. your son so that's very like I think that's a great thing for people to hear that you know when you're feeling kind of trapped that there's a way out like yeah um but and I think probably I mean not only as a mother of dogs, <laughs> but I think it's interesting that I don't even like leaving my dogs when I go away with someone. So I imagine like even just having a baby, like what it must be like to have to 
even if you wanted to do an hour or two, like, who do you trust? Mm-hmm. You know, not that you want to be like suffocating your child and be like, oh, I have to be with you all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, eventually you learn to let go a little because they grow up and right. go do stuff, especially when they're tiny babies. Yeah. That's why I actually ended up quitting my job is because I could not imagine going to work every day and someone raising my child. Mm-hmm. Every cell in my body said, you have to quit your job and raise your kid. No one I knew was doing that. All my friends continued their careers. All their kids got nannies or daycares and their kids are fine, but I couldn't do it for some reason. I just could not do it. I don't know if it was my, my paranoia or if my bond was really, really insanely strong with my son or Uh I also wanted always for the, like for a long time, wanted to start my own business. So I kind of felt like everything was happening so that I could. Like, I was like, maybe yeah. the universe is saying that I should quit my job and start a business. Yeah. So I just kind of went with it. Yeah. <clears throat> Listening to your intuition and doing that. Because I think this is where kind of misery comes into. Sometimes we feel trapped and we feel like we have to keep that job. I mean, things mm-hmm. are expensive. You know, housing is expensive. Food's expensive. And especially when you have a kid, you're thinking like, oh, God, now I have another, like, not that it's just a mouth to feed, but it's like this mm-hmm. little being that relies on you a hundred percent. Oh yeah. So it's like, that was the know. biggest pressure. Yeah. Yeah. That so, I mean, I, so I think it's very like daring in a way, but also great. You're a living example for people to see that. Yes. You know what? If you have some kind of skill that you think that you can't do that, you can find what you love and develop that skill and make it happen. I think art, as much as it's like devalued in many ways in society, it's still a necessity. It makes the world go round to me. Like without mm-hmm. art, I don't really know how people could survive. Like music and visual mm-hmm. arts and theater and all of that, that kind of expression. That to me is like what makes us human, mm-hmm. you know? Otherwise, what's the point really yeah (laughs) do you have other decks or are you working on other decks so i'm currently making two more decks um so one of them is a personal power deck it's focused more on self-love for self-esteem and confidence because that is something i struggle with as a kid a lot and naturally i want to somehow use my art to inspire other women or even teenagers kids whoever wants to use them for daily motivational Holes or whatever and then the other deck I have is an affirmation deck for manifesting prosperity because that is my biggest life goal uh, <laughs> is to be successful uh-huh. so I love pulling daily motivational quotes that are prosperity inspired and so I already released the first edition a few years ago it didn't do so well so I'm revamping it so this will be the second edition which I'm uh-huh. excited about that's great I love the idea about the self-love deck also being something for younger people mm-hmm. because that's something that's not taught in schools. And that is like, I think really needed, but mm-hmm. um, so not that I'm an authority on it, but I think everybody should love themselves. No, I, I of course I agree. <laughs> I wish I had that more when I was growing up. I was really hard on myself growing up. So yeah, looking back now, I'm like, I wish I had something I don't know, like there are kids out there who don't have good parents, who don't get a lot of love. And I just like, I know my deck won't say like solve that problem, but what if they can get their hands on something that actually empowers them daily? It's better than having nothing in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think too, like that kind of uh, feel you're kind of feeling helpless, or you see other kids maybe that have like a family structure that you think, you know, you you might idealize some other thing that you're seeing. Not that you know they're perfect or anything, but it's like this kind of traditional thing or something, mm -hmm. or your situation may be different. And I, I love that. I think I think self love because even when I had a difficult time. I realize, and like, I always kind of hated that saying that you have to love yourself first before you can love anyone else, because I don't think that's really true, because I think that you can still love someone mm -hmm. with uh, maybe not to the greatest capacity, mm -hmm. but I, I don't think that you're incapable of love if you don't love yourself, really. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I have a conflict with that, so <laughs> I don't, but I do recognize, though, that if you do love yourself, that you could even give more love to others. Mm -hmm. and, and you can, I think you can find love easier when you love yourself too, because I've been there. I've, I've been there where I was looking for love outside and not happy on my own. And I, people can sense that and they sense that you're desperate, that you're, you know, like a vampire in, in a way. Uh -huh. And it's funny is when you finally like fall into, fall in love with yourself, all of a sudden, people are like, oh, she's hot. I want her. She looks confident. And you're like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm happy. I don't want, I don't want the drama. And then the people work harder to get you. Uh -huh. It's the weirdest thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think really loving yourself too. Again, I'm going to rampage again about the woman thing. <laughs> Not really a rampage, but I think recognizing that no one is going to save you is mm -hmm. something that, that it's all up to you to really love yourself like to by having someone else love you isn't going to solve your problems i mean mm -hmm. it might feel good for a while but it might even have its own set of problems that is you know that you might not be able to cope with if you're not really okay inside with yourself mm -hmm. that so. was my thing when i was struggling as a mom i that was one of the things i kept waiting for is why can't i have someone that helps me why can't you know why can't this person help me why can't that person help me why do i have to do everything myself and then that's when that that switch kind of flipped for me i was like i guess no one's coming to my rescue i have to yeah. do it myself yeah. yeah yeah that's something like if somebody would have told me that like years before i would have been like thank you <laughs> 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 maybe I wouldn't have understood it as deeply but mm -hmm. I think yeah I think we kind of have this idea that everything it's not to be like such an individual that you have to do it but I mean I think that it's actually kind of like a funny thing because I think when you don't love yourself and you don't get the help because you don't love yourself it's because um it's like you you you're like a repellent like you said, and it's like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, it's just, it's never going to get solved until you recognize that it mm -hmm. all begins with you. And mm -hmm. I, I think the reason why I'm trying to, I don't know if I'm verbalizing this properly, but I think one of the things about being, I mean, I grew up in the United States and the whole American uh, thing, you know, it's like very individualized, like this mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, every man for himself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm just trying to make the point that we do need community. We do need those things, but we have to be okay inside first. Mm -hmm. So, and then we can be equal partners with people like, or, you know, that we can offer our gifts and, mm -hmm. and receive gifts too, which is a challenge. So yeah, because if you don't love yourself fully, like I've been there, I was constantly relying on my boyfriend at the time to make me happy to entertain me constantly. I needed the attention all the time. And that actually ended up splitting us up 
Uh-huh. And it wasn't until later when I fell back in love with myself that I realized what a vampire I was, how, how annoying I was, <laughs> you know? And then when you learn to, to love yourself, you one respect, you respect their space mm-hmm. and you learn to like love your, your quality time. And so you allow that person to have theirs too. And you're not constantly depending on them to watch movies with you and do this with you and do that with you. Like you can do that on your own now without needing them. Right. Right. And then it's just even better when you can mm-hmm. sometimes get together and do it with someone yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. How many cards are in the self-care deck? 44. There's 44. Do you suggest that if somebody were to use a deck, just they just pull one every day to use it? Or like maybe to get inspired, do you ever ask anybody to do like a challenge to do like 10 in a day or so? I'm not 10 oh. in a day. I mean like 10 days, you know, to just get started. Cause I think Creating a habit sometimes is mm-hmm. hard. I've heard this, and I, I, you know, nobody believed me because I'm not sure if this is true. But something like you have to do something 13 times, or like mm-hmm. 13 seems to be the magic number that, um, like, consecutive days or something that you can make something a habit. Right. I heard two weeks, so that's about the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite card out of the whole entire deck? Okay. I have a couple of favorites, but I'll just tell you one of them. Okay. And it's my bath card. Okay. So I'll just show it to you. Okay. Oh, it's like flowers and I see the, okay, it says bath. Okay. So they're numbered and then at the top mm-hmm. and then it says bath. Okay. So each one, it doesn't have a booklet or anything. It just says like bath on it, right? Each It has a part. tiny, tiny guidebook that gives okay. you additional, it gives you just a, a, additional optional things that are in that theme. Like, so if you don't have a bathtub, you can take a shower, right? Or, you know, things like that. Have you done that? Have you like, do you have a bathtub? First of all, mm-hmm. you, okay. Cause I don't have a bathtub and that's something <gasps> I miss. I, I oh, like, yeah, I actually want to renovate my bathroom at some point and get, get a tub in. It's kind of narrow and it would be like awkward. So I actually mm-hmm. figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. But, but um, I miss that. And so whenever I go on vacation or something, if there's a bathtub, I'm like in it. My baths are usually very luxurious and very long. Uh-huh. I can spend hours in the bathtub. <laughs> That's great. What, is, what are some other of the self-care tips? Other ideas? Well, there's one where you can go to the library. Ghost stories. One where you can do your hair. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that something awesome. I, don't, I don't do very often. So <laughs> I usually wear a bun. So if I get that card, I will do my hair. There's create. Uh-huh. So you can draw or do some DIY stuff. Today I made some candles. Oh, nice. Yeah. They don't have to be giant projects too. I mean. Oh, right? no. The whole point of this deck was to make these really simple, very doable, and I would say most of them are free. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because I had a hard time fitting any time for self-care. So they had to be simple things that you can do any day. Um, I normally shuffle the deck and just pick a card. Uh-huh. Um, but I know people, and I myself included, I sometimes use it as an oracle message. So I'll do like, if I do a, an actual card reading with tarot and other oracles, I will pull these as like a message especially because they're all action things that we can do. So like I once asked, I do business readings for myself. And I think I once asked like, what do I need to do to, to do something for my business? And I got the dare card and I pulled another card that I think was about writing. Uh-huh. So it was about, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, maybe writing, blogging, whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, 
<laughs> I was like, I, and I knew the dare card was going to come out because I'm, I have a thing about being public. Like I'm scared of publicity and I was like, I knew it. I knew it wants me to be out there more, but. Well, good. I'm glad you're here today and that you said yes to being interviewed. (laughs) So I have the same kind of thing with a lot of things. I feel very uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. certain things, even going to new places. Once I know, if I know a few people, I'm fine or Mm -hmm. something. But if I don't know anyone, I'm often very quiet and Mm -hmm. don't, you know, I have to force myself. Is that an introvert thing, I think, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. So I think we all have like some kind, like we have like, uh, I think everybody has a little bit of everything in them and then some Mm -hmm. things are more dominant. And I I mean, I don't want to be like all about this whole like society and being a woman thing, but you know, that's something that I've observed as a woman. (laughs) So, but I think as children too, we are kind of taught to kind of be quiet or don't Mm -hmm. speak unless you're spoken to and all of those little kind of subtle messages. So that kind of feeds into it. So I always admired people who had a lot of courage and who could be outgoing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I actually think that at some point, so like when you're a kid, you have the opportunity to participate in some kind of group things. So you can maybe have an opportunity to be more outgoing and still be introverted because you're Mm -hmm. part of a group. Like when you're part Mm -hmm. of a group, you have that kind of power of, um, so anyway, my rambles about women <coughs> no, I love being it. socialized. <laughs> so, what do you think is the best thing that somebody could do when they're kind of, when they need self-care? Ooh, that's interesting. Maybe journaling would be good because I, I get in my head a lot. And so I think 24-7. I literally uh-huh. zone out and sometimes don't hear things. And so I'd say... You know, because that's probably how I even came to realization that it was really a mindset shift for me that, hey, you know, you can turn things around, you can make time for yourself, you can find ways to, to do things where your son is not banned. And it was really like, okay, I can do this. I was like my own little therapist. <laughs> so maybe yeah. journaling and asking yourself questions like, why am I so unhappy? And they say, if you ask yourself why five times, you'll get to the root cause or to the root problems. Uh-huh. So I would try doing that. Ask yourself, what can I do? What do I have control over? How can I incorporate more time? You know, how can I shift things? Can I wake up early? Can I wake up late? I tend to work 12 hours a day um, just because I lose myself in work. I guess I'm a workaholic, but uh-huh. someone recently told me um, that, hey, you know, maybe you should like create an actual work schedule as if you were at work, like you're off at 5 p.m. every day. And I was like, oh, I never thought about doing that. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. kept thinking I have to work, work, work all the time. And I was like, you know, for someone who made a self-care deck, I should really start doing <laughs> more self-care. And so, yeah, I've been trying to do that. I don't get uh-huh. off at five, but I get off right. earlier than I used to. And I, I cut my schedule and I'm like, okay, now's my relaxed time because I will burn out if I don't do that. So yeah. those are some tips. Yeah, I think that's really important. I also, I'm self-employed, so I work a lot. Uh, I have four kids only, so, but they kind of remind me like, okay, get up and take us for a walk because, or feed us or, mm-hmm. and I actually have one dog that comes over exactly at 4 p.m. every single day. <laughs> She's like a clock <laughs> to like so nudge me to make sure that I'm sharp because I actually cook for my dogs. Um, oh, not nice. every day, but like I sometimes make, I make a soup or something and I mix it with the dog food, you know, and mm-hmm. they're like, they don't like dog food just by itself. 
<laughs> they're humans. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. They actually eat better than some humans, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but, um, and even by sometimes better than me sometimes. I think that's a, the beauty though about being self-employed is that you can work, and I don't do this every day, but sometimes I work late at night. Sometimes I work really early in the morning. Sometimes I wake up at five in the morning and I work until nine and then I take a nap, you know? (laughs) So I just, it depends like on what my mood is, but I don't, I don't like having structure either. And I think sometimes it's okay, but I try not to work like, you know, all all the time either. Mm -hmm. So, but I I do like to be flexible with that. Can, can you pull a a card for me today that I can do? Yeah. Our audience can do. (laughs) This makes me happy because I love to shuffle and pull cards. It's like a surprise every day. I like to wait until one actually sticks out or falls out. Okay, I'm gonna pull this one. Oh, okay. So this one. What is that? Says, this one says gallery. So oh. I know it's it's hard to sometimes go to an art gallery, but <clears throat> I sometimes use it as a card of like visualization. So daydreaming. Okay. Uh-huh. or anything that inspires you. So okay. that's what I use this card for. Well, the art museum is in walking distance and we Is do it? Have, yes. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. You're maybe so lucky. I should, because, maybe I should do that. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't have any nearby, so it's really hard for me to find art galleries, but uh-huh. I do miss going. When I lived in New York, they were on every corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so that's your assignment for today. Okay. And the, and the audience is assignment. When you're watching yes. this, you're supposed to go to the gallery <laughs> so, okay. or a museum or even daydream. Yeah, daydream, visualize. visualize. Mm-hmm. So, and if you need help visualizing, you can uh, go on the internet and find a visualization <laughs> meditation. <laughs> so, sure. They wanted to get your self-care deck. Where could they get them? They can get that on my website, dejadruit.com. Okay. So, and I will also have that in the show notes for anybody mm-hmm. that's looking. Or is there like a social media, um, uh, like your favorite social media thing, like Instagram <clears throat> or Facebook or Pinterest or something where you're at so that people could find mm-hmm. you too? So I hang out mostly on Instagram and then lately more so on Facebook. And it's the same social handle, which is Deja Druitt. Okay, great. And that'll be in the show notes, everyone. But um, I want to say thank you for joining me today on Conversations. It was really fun to talk Mm -hmm. about self-care and your deck. And I I think it's really great that you're sharing your gift with the world. And I love this conversation. It was great. We covered so many things. And I Mm -hmm. hope everyone will learn to love themselves. And um, and if you need tools, you can check the show notes too, because you can do self-care and it will help you. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Deja. I really appreciate you being here. So... Bye, everyone. Thank you, Amy. If you have any questions or suggestions for future guests or topics, email me at hello at consciouslife.guru. Now, before I sign off, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to the channel of YouTube if you're here or to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. And please leave a review. It means a lot. And don't forget to check out our website, consciouslife.guru. Until next time.